Get ready to transform how you communicate and market, not only in business, but in your life. This is Marketing Matters. For more information on today's show and other topics, visit ryansowers.com. Here's your host, best-selling author and national speaker, Ryan Sowers. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another Marketing Matters with Ryan Sowers, powered by Artong Gwinnett Magazine. Super excited to have my friend and guest co-host of the day, Art Wood with Art Wood Mortgage Team. How are you doing, my man? I am doing fantastic. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. We've been ad-libbing all AM, but enough about us. We have the one and only Chef T in the house. How are you doing, my friend? I'm good, Ryan. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. I mean, I'm learning things from you off air. I mean, I've got like a list of things i got to remember. I mean, the Google and restaurants and uh, it's, it's amazing. But uh, anyway, Art, and I know you guys go way back and we're talking before we went on air about how you met. So I've got to ask you guys, how did you meet? You want to take it or you want me to take it? You take it. I like your take. I like, I like hers way better. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll so, decide. So you decide. We'll both right. do it. That's fair. <laughs> like That's 30 fair. Minutes. That's fair. So, no. So, uh, I, I bought my building uh, for my uh, mortgage company in 2010. And uh, I thought it would be a great idea to save some money and paint it myself. Okay. You know, I'd already had all the renovations done, all this kind of jazz. Um, so you skimp like, at the last minute. Absolutely. Yeah, right, and right. I, I had both my godparents and my, my, my kids, the godparents in there. I had my, bro- uh, for my, my wife, my father-in-law had everybody in there. And uh, I realized about halfway through the day that that was a bad decision. <laughs> um, all of a sudden, there's a knock on the door. And this person comes in, and um, and apparently, I don't remember this part of the story, but my wife says several folks came in, and I kept shooing them away. Right. But for some reason, this person came in and said, hey, I'm at the Le Cordon Bleu School. Um, I've been working at the Dome, and the Falcons just lost, and they let, laid, laid everybody off. And I've got about $8 in my pocket, and i got an 8-year-old daughter i got to take care of. Oh, wow. You know, is there anything that, uh, you know, that I can help you with? And I went... Flat gave her to a paintbrush. <laughs> gave, you know, really? Yeah, gave her a paintbrush. And you were like, "Who's this moron that thought he'd paint for himself?" And that's, <laughs> and that's how you. And then that's how you meet. So, yeah, yeah. So we give. We uh, I actually gave up on painting, and I hired a guy for ten dollars an hour. Right. And I said, the only thing is, you got to let T paint with you. Okay. And that's all it was, and uh, so uh, she can elaborate. But from there, uh, she she. Uh, helped us out in numerous amount of you know, occasions uh-huh. uh, through Taste of Tucker that we put on. Yeah. I was able to connect her with several restaurants where she'd worked. And, nice. Um, and uh, she lived with us for a while. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah. I would say the experience was a little bit more divine for All right. me. Let's hear your side. It's like, um, I want to hear the opposite character. See, I told you. It's like a t- roll of the movie, like, who is the mole? Yeah. Okay. So basically, you know, I was just down to my last dollars, like where I was living. Uh, my roommate was actually not paying the rent. And then when I found out, the lady came by and she's like, hey, you're about to be evicted. I mean, we lived in a really nice place. And I was like, man, I don't have a car. I don't have a job right now. Like, this is not happening to me. So I decided to, I didn't have enough money. I had about 60 bucks. I didn't have enough money. And I said, I'm going to go down to the main street because most places, the main street is where there's a lot of businesses. Right. And I, I printed out, there's a library right at the end of, of the of Tucker down there. So I went to the library and I um, I printed out a bunch of resumes. And I mean, I passed my resume out from dog groomers to Applebee's <laughs> to everywhere. And this was my absolute last stop because I was walking. Huh. I decided to walk there and then 
at the end take the bus back and there was this guy he was standing on a ladder with the door open and he was like painting or doing something and I walked up and I said hey um you know like I I just helped my mom paint I could do whatever it is that you need clean up take out trash just give me a chance and he was like he was like Go talk to the guy in the back. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, guess, I'm guessing that's my co-host. The that's guy right. in the yeah. back was A&W, Artwood. And um, three days and 300 bucks later, I was literally a part of this guy's family. Wow. He just like didn't know me from a hill of beans. And, you know, I like to tell people art is one of the main reasons why I, I was actually talking to his mom last night. He's one of the main reasons um, contributing factors to who I am and uh -huh. my success. Wow. And in more ways than one, like art got me a job. He went out of limb without knowing me and asked his friends to yeah. employ me, got me a car. Remember I that? I forgot about that. I did. Wow. Yeah. Got me a car, <laughs> took me, got me a new battery. Like he really, he allowed me to go back to school Dang, and finish awesome. school. Cause I don't think if I finished, if I didn't finish school, I would have not have made the connections that I've made or had the mentor because I met the mentor. Is that like, the Colony Art School? I went to Le Cordon Bleu. Okay. Oh, that's so, awesome. I'm trying to remember the name. Okay. So I met my mentor literally two semesters later. Um, my background's in fine dining. I'm classically trained in French cuisine. And you don't get that just walking on the streets, right. meeting someone. And Art and Karen just took a sincere interest. You know, they moved me into their home when, when I finally got evicted. I didn't even have, he was just like, listen, like, we have a place, you know, and he just, awesome. just selfless. You know, you just meet people like that. Just, oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I mean, that's, I mean, in those stories, that's why I love doing these shows because that's, I get goosebumps listening to stuff like that. And, yeah. Uh, if you, if this was live, you would see the tears in my eyes. <laughs> yeah, I no, I mean, I, I can feel it. And, you know, people listen and they, they, uh, they think maybe this is scripted out, but it's, I can, you guys can vouch. We don't have any scripting going on. Yeah, these are real no. conversations. So tell me, so you went from there to you know you've you've had a journey now how many years has this been in terms of when 2010 is when i built, bought the building so what are we at 12, yeah. 12 years mm -hmm. 22 yeah. wow. just in, just instrumental because like sometimes i think about it and i always tell people people are like you know like why are you helping me like why are you help me and, and and without going into too much detail or even telling them about art i was like you guys don't understand like somebody took a sincere interest yeah. in me and i have to constantly pay it forward absolutely because Art didn't have to do it. He didn't, he didn't have to. Like, he had a wife. He had a young baby. You know, he had all the reasons to say no. Like, how do you explain to, like, your wife, like, coming home and, like, this is T, and she's coming to live with us, you know? like. Well, I mean, in that, in that to me, Art and I did something recently we were discussing. I was watching. Um, I mean, that's, to me, I think we actually said this before, that's, so, that's walking the walk of the faith and, and caring about your fellow man. Not Absolutely. talking about it, but actually doing it. And um, that's, wow. What an amazing story. Yeah. Well, and I think you do it. I mean, you can't, you got to do it without, I mean, because look, T has fixed me some of the most amazing meals on the planet. Mm -hmm. I mean, she, when I text her about this, you know, she's coming down from Virginia and she goes, I'm there, Wood, you know, and uh -huh. it's like, you don't do it because you expect anything in return. That's right. You know, you just do it because it's the right thing to do. It's the right thing yeah. to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was telling you, I had the two cold pizza slices last night. Didn't look good as <laughs> Chef T's uh, smorgasbord there. I saw had that. some ribeye, didn't I was going to see it. Well, let's jump into more. So as you now tell us what now you're doing, like with all your, your, your past success, you know, in the last 12 years. Yep. So basically um, what I do is I split my time between um, actively consulting with restaurants. Uh, I'm a traveling private chef 
and uh, doing a lot of nonprofit work. Nice. So my, my latest project right now is I am actually working with an organization called the Calfee Training School. And this school, this really allowed black people in the area of Pulaski, Virginia, to attend school, have an education. People like Thurgood Marshall are linked to this mm. school and they are really trying to revitalize the area and bring back just, you know, just because of the opioid epidemic, really bring back a sense of community and promise to an area. And it takes people like me willing to help out pitch yeah. in and, and, and get the job done. So that's one of my nonprofit initiatives. When I leave here tonight, I actually have a breakfast tomorrow because they're dedicating a walk to one of the um, one of the guys that really brought the project to the forefront. Mm -hmm. But he was diagnosed with cancer. So we like to give people their flowers when they're living. And um, <laughs> so we just want to make sure that that we honor him. But um, I basically go into restaurants and basically we've had to. I've, I've had to understand how to pivot during this time of COVID in order to still be successful, in order to keep people employed, in order to keep people sane, yeah. you know, because people don't talk about that aspect. No. They're like, it's failing, it's failing, it's failing, but also, you know, the mental health behind it. And there are ways to be successful. So that's basically what I do. And I, I just, I travel everywhere. I cook everywhere. And, and I just stay grounded and I stay humble and I stay true to myself, you know? Well, I could see it for the minute I met you. I'm seriously, I mean, I, I can, that, 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 Art talked about something one time about um, favor and he actually has that very much. Cause I was thinking about it after I watched the show we're talking about of bringing tons of people together. But one thing I can see is I can, I can kind of tell somebody what they're like before, right as I meet them, you know, and, and that's the real. That's the well, real you know thing. what we also talked about um, in that show was how certain people in every down period of the economy, there's people that make tons of money, right? Yep. You know, even though it's a down period, yep. and and Ryan and I talked about that in the mortgage industry, it was fantastic. Yes. But somewhat, we were ashamed. We don't want to talk about it because you know we put on the taste of Tucker, and and we know what restaurants yeah. are going through. You know, a good friend of mine is a, a public speaker, and he I basically had nothing to do in 2020. Yeah. It, it shut down. I yeah. mean, you know, even the speaking, and I don't do it full time anymore because I piv pivoted. We use that word so often, but in all seriousness. You know, you have to kind of reinvent yourself in restaurants in particular. I remember when Art and I were doing one thing of interviewing him for the virtual uh, Taste, of Taste of Tucker. I mean, that was a whole new way. I remember him saying that of rethinking restaurants because, yeah. I mean, Chef T, is that true? I mean, restaurants I mean, have been hammered. I, I actually had to close my own restaurant. So <laughs> in 2019, I opened a restaurant uh. and it was a showcase of food through the eyes and soul of my grandmother because, like, you know, she's one of my main inspirations for cooking. And when we went from just having over 20 weddings on the books and just being so booked to just not even being able to welcome customers into the doors, I now had to think about my staff who are now my family. And like, you know, I gotta pay these guys out of my pocket. It's a town of a thousand people. Yeah. You know their families, you know their kids. You know, what are you supposed to do? And you know, we were actually like, I would stay up late and I would, we would cook all these meals and we created a to-go program. And I remember like, I would pay the insurance on my guy's car, yeah. pay him a little bit lower rate, pay his car insurance. And we would deliver from St. Paul, Virginia to Hollis, Virginia. And if you want to look that up on a map, the driving, <laughs> I mean, we're talking over three hours just from point A to point B, not including actually stopping at people's homes, delivering. And mm. I, I always say my friends kept me in business, but I mean, it's just, 
we restaurants had to reinvent themselves because there are so many different dynamics that come together. Just the servers, the bartender, like I lived in the Commonwealth where you are not allowed to purchase alcohol and take it outside of the right. restaurant. And here we are lobbying our governor so hard. Let us please yeah. package this Something. and sell it. Like help. We need a lifeline. Help. Yeah. yeah. And like ugh, we were just getting crushed. I mean, crushed, absolutely crushed. So, so I, I have a question on the along the marketing lines of the restaurants you've seen that have continued to be resilient and fight through this stuff because yes. you get twenty four months as we record the show today. Um, uh, you know, now you've got labor shortages, which I see yes. in restaurants. I mean, which is, I mean, I was telling my wife, Art, and that's like the, the storm no one could ever think of. It's like, okay, we've opened back up. Now we can't find people to work. Is that true? What you see in most restaurants right now? So I'm going to tell you, I consult, I consult right now for three restaurants and two out of the three of them are closed are open. The third one, we actually had to make a decision and move all the staff from one to consolidate. Okay. In April coming up, the lease on the third restaurant is about to go away. And we're now deciding, like, I'm going to have a conversation tomorrow at 1.30. What are we going to do? Just consolidate it all down to one restaurant. Mm -hmm. Because we just can't find the staff. Number one, people are actually scared of COVID. Mm -hmm. Okay. And number two, the mental health issue, because I'm just going to tell you, people are like, oh, it's the unemployment, unemployment. But let me tell you, when the unemployment stopped mm -hmm. and you look at jobs and there was still no growth, it's not because people were collecting unemployment at home. Right. right, right. But people have now outsourced to different industries because just as the restaurant has had to pivot, so has call centers and all these other things. People are now working from home. They are making way more money. They don't have to leave their houses <laughs> yeah. because you have to think, what does it take to go into a call and pick up the phone? It's the electricity to do all that, maybe a couple of security systems, right? But for us, it is a dishwasher, it's light, it's gas, it's food, it's the purveyor, it's the wine rep. It's so many different mm -hmm. outlets that has to get paid off of $1 that does not make sense where it makes sense in other industries. So why should I put, you know, 1200 miles on my body for 10 cents when I could put zero miles on my body for $10? Wow. Okay. That's, that's a marketing show. You just, you just hit me with a big, that's a big uh, tweetable moment right there. Absolutely. I mean, now I do, you know, Art, are you seeing that too more? Cause the more people I talk to have now heavy their whatever they were working from home now, it seems like some extended, like a lot of people have extended indefinitely. Yeah. I think, <clears throat> excuse me. Sure. Um, one of the things that I'm seeing, I mean, obviously um, people are refusing to work for less. You know, they're, they're yeah. demanding more, you know, period. But the other thing is people that were close to retirement, retired yeah you know so that it, it's just a real interesting and i don't i don't i don't really not that we're going to solve it here i don't know what the way out is because we still as a country still need lower paying you know jobs i mean that we have those have to be filled somehow well you know you and i were talking last time we talked about our generation you know kind of being that sandwich generation and i've now had two good friends of mine um in the local community successfully sell their business and I'm so happy for them, but there's those of us right in the middle of our career. And I'm like, you know, it's, it's, it's not an easy puzzle in business for all of us to navigate of, okay, how do we, you know, pay X, Y, Z and how do we provide? Cause I know, um, chef T you wrote, um, you know, the, the quality and stuff of you do, that's what you pride yourself in with food, right? I mean, it can be skimped upon and, you know, cut corners, but food's gone up in price and all that's changed, right? It, it cannot be compromised because one of the things that it's so much easier to not shop at Walmart because it doesn't 
none of those aspects touch you, right? Right. But when I go to buy beef from my friends who are husband and wife team that are raising their three boys and their daughter, and I go in and I schedule 20 extra minutes because we're going to chat and she's going to ask me to have a coffee or we're going to just talk about the new cast irons that she just got in from another local purveyor. You know, it is hard when they have to say to me, our credit card fees are up. We, I have to charge you more, chef. And it's hard for me to say, I can't afford to buy that beef that I bought from you every single week that you counted on because I don't have the volume. It is hard. You know, like it's... And, and that's one thing that I won't compromise. I'm a sustainable chef. So you have to find a way to create a marriage. So now what I do is I'm still going to support that business, but now I will buy a more less used cut. So Correct. like you come into my spot, you may not get filet, but those beef cheeks that you're going to have, braised beef cheeks mm -hmm. with, that, with the bones from the, the demi from the bones that I braised down, those grits, you know, those collards that we took time, those crispy black eyed peas, that dish is going to be amazing instead of putting that name recognition of filet mignon because I still want to, no farms, no food. I mm -hmm. still want to make that connection. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and I was thinking as you were talking, um, you know, I have two magazines and it's like the perfect storm because we never skipped an issue during the pandemic. It was a blessing. I mean, honestly, it was like your taste of tap. people stuck with us. And I mean, some people stuck with us. They weren't even in, they weren't even open. And so I felt an obligation like I'm going to pay it forward. I'm going to triple down on paying it forward. Um, but, you know, now it's the papers up, energy's up postage is up it keeps getting and, and you know everything's up and i'm like you know and in and, and every industry is up and so that it's kind of like the small business small business like well we haven't raised our we're gonna have to raise our prices and, and it, it's just a lot to figure out still dealing with the pandemic and i, I want to come out of something you said uh, chef t the mental health um this is an issue that's just i think in the sports world and some other worlds is starting to be talked about finally which needs to be but i think it's still still like something that hasn't fully come out. And yeah. I, th I don't know what it's going to look like, but there are a lot of people I personally know that have, are really having a hard time. And I don't know what that's going to look like. Even those young kids, Art and I were talking one day, these kids, some of them don't even know what not wearing a mask is. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, true. So they were three and they're five and they've worn a mask for two years. I'm just saying, you know, I think there's going to be, I don't know what it's going to look like, but people are hurting now. Yeah. It's still very, um, mental health is still very taboo, which is a shame. But um, one thing that has become more affordable during the pandemic is therapy. Mm -hmm. And therapy used to be synonymous with the word mental health as being very taboo. And I think now, like, I look at television or even on social media and the ads more and mm -hmm. more are saturating um, for therapy. And, you know, myself, I started going to therapy. Mm -hmm. And when I tell my friends, I was talking to someone the other day and I was like, I, I, I don't think I want to mention I went to therapy. <laughs> I'm like, but... But that's your mental health. That is your coping skill because exactly. we all need coping skills, you that's, know, at a that's time. That's just like, like this. saying, you know, I went walking and jogging today. Don't tell anybody. You know, I mean, <laughs> I right. lose weight. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I mean, it's just a part of life. And I think that, um, or I prayed this morning, but, you know, let's keep that on the download. I mean, yeah. it's just part of your life. So, no, I do. I've been saying that a lot. I, I don't know, but I do know a lot of people that have told me personally, man, I'm really struggling. And, you know, and they're like, when's the end in sight? I'm like, no. I don't know, you know. Well, the segue a little bit, and speaking of mental health, on a on a lighter note, if, if, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's a good transition, right? There. Uh, yes. No, well, you know, I, I look at from from T's career. 
Um, and there was something, cause I think everybody wants to know about it. We were sitting around the house and, uh, did not realize I had a fanboy as a friend, uh, <laughs> that, knew, that, that knew every hell's kitchen episode and go, oh, oh, God. God. whatever. Oh, okay. Um, but tell me, tell us yeah, the, kind of what springboarded your career. I mean, because you could have just, but you know, ended up being a line chef forever or whatever it is, Great but something, something happened. Great question. Yeah. So I could have just, you know, continued in my path, but, um, you know, I don't think art knows this, but like having someone around that you see as just successful and driving and, and raising a family and doing whatever it takes, you know, I kind of just kind of like took that with me and like, just don't stop, keep persevering. So I decided to audition for Hell's Kitchen and I drove to Nashville, Tennessee and, and I auditioned. And before I got out the audition, it's funny that the room that we're in, and I told you that it was super familiar, <laughs> Because when I went when I went back to do my audition after the Hard Rock Cafe, they were like, "Listen, wait for us in the lobby. We'll come down and get you up the hotel." Oh wow! And when I when I got upstairs, the setup was similar like this, mm -hmm. except they had those you know those lighted with the umbrella kind of things. Yes. Mm -hmm. And he just the guy was just like, "Just just tell me about." It. And they wanted to see a range of emotions, and I did it. And um, I was scared. And before you know it, I'm standing in front of Gordon Ramsay, and then before you know it, like I'm the runner-up of the season, awesome. and then before you awesome. know it, like I'm being called back for the All Stars, and before you know it, the long story, the short version of it is to say that, like I earned my seat at the table, mm. and I finally felt worthy enough to walk through that door, and that one door not opening opened so many other doors. It catapulted me to a place that I could not even imagine because you know. To be, to be the author of your own time, to be the author of your own time and your own energy and how you make money and do it. Like I was talking to Art the other day and, if, and one thing after I said everything, he said, but are you making money? And I was like, yes, finally. I'm able to take care of my responsibilities, take care of myself and also share that with other people and yeah. help out other people, you know? So... It's, it's kind of just a full circle that I would just tell you started on Main Street one day and just that one act is still, because I always tell people it is still propelling. It's just, it's as long as I'm alive, it will just continue to, to go forward. But Hell's Kitchen was just a platform which, which if I didn't finish culinary school, I don't think I would have the experience even stand toe to toe with some of those chefs on that show. So that led you to that. And that led you to another thing. And you know, all of our careers, I think, you know, sometimes we don't see it. We, exactly. we say, here's what it's I'm the shooting for. So, it's a butterfly effect. Yeah. Um, and, and what I hear you saying and from a marketing standpoint of show, um, how important is, and I know what art puts with, you know, um, what's the, what do you call it? Mortgage guy? Is it mortgage? The guy? mortgage. Oh, the, I am. Yeah. The well, nickname, yeah. Well, it's the Artwood Mortgage Team. No, no but, but your nickname, can you call your? Well, I'll say I'm I'm just the mortgage guy, but I'll also say I'll turn your mortgage into a work of art. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. I knew there was a couple catchy things. That was a dad joke. That was. That a, was yeah. <laughs> I know. That's that. Trust me. We 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 get those looks from our kids. No. In all seriousness, um, how important to both you guys is? I used to consider customer service. I'd say in the speech just 10, 12 years ago, it was a given. I considered a lost art. I mean, I'm really, I mean, the customers. Yeah. So for what you do, art, you know, you make you, anybody, I guess, can process paperwork. But I see the pictures. I see the thrilled people. And then for you, you know, it, what do y'all think about that in terms of the marketing experience? Well, the I, experience? I mean, 
I don't know that I even see it as marketing. It's just relationships. Yeah, relationships. Exactly. You know, and um, and that's I want to be your mortgage. I don't be the and maybe that's the way you're going. With this. Yeah, that's I don't what want I to be the mortgage. I, I don't want to be the guy that did your last mortgage. You're the mortgage. I want to be your mortgage. That's guy. what I meant. Yeah. And there's a big difference. And I think you know even and Tia, of course, I'll you know you can answer for yourself. But there's a difference between somebody that's just going to cook a meal. Yep. You know, and versus put their soul in it. Put your soul in it, and I mean, honestly, we had eleven people, eleven adults over at the house last night. Uh, four of which she knew, my wife and myself, and one other couple. And when when the all, when they all left, they all had a best friend. <laughs> no, that's they really did. And 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 you know, when you meet T, why they choose her for Hell's Kitchen? She's bigger than life, and it's. Oh, I, know, and I it's, see it. Yeah, the smile and the smile is is the yeah. We have smile the we, I love. We, we we have the lights off in here when she smiles. It just boof. <laughs> yeah, we, we you talk about ad libbing today, and I want to give a shout out seriously to Jesse, our producer. He has worked his tail. If you're talking about a team around you, I mean, he has worked his tail off to make. And we had curveballs, and that's what happens. I'm sure you see it in kitchens. I'm sure you see it with mortgages. Um, and what do you do with curveballs? <laughs> you figure it out, right? Well, if you're Absolutely. Dale Murphy, you don't swing. You don't, well, that's, <laughs> Murphy, you, you, don't you, swing. you don't take that pitch, right? You're gonna look for something else. You're gonna look for something else. But yeah, I don't think it's considered a part of marketing. I just think it's so important to add value to the customer experience. That is your marketing. You're yes. living your marketing. It's not some trick. People authentic, say, authentic, real, human, genuine. I told someone the other day, you live those things, people see it. You fake those things, people can tell in five seconds. Absolutely. You know, you go, oh, you know, they have all the tricks and techniques. People can see if you know what you're doing, like, dude, I'm not touching that. But when you're real and you, you walk the walk, I feel like you guys do. Um, people want to be around that. Yeah. That's even like with my social media experience, too, because, you know, that is the connection for a lot of people. And um, it is just I put my real life. So if if these are things that I'm actively doing and I'm sharing them with you, this is the life that I'm living. And um, that is why a lot of people choose me. You mm -hmm. know, it's just this like. I don't let my past define my future. And I, I don't I don't allow because I've had misfortunes to be like, oh, woe is me. Like every day I wake up and, and trust me, it's hard. Some days I gotta peel myself up out the bed, but to have a positive attitude and just keep you never know who you're gonna Influence impact. Or impact. Because yeah. like what if art had turned me away, you know? Well, that would have probably sent you in a spiral, which would have probably led you never, you know, possibly to you not yeah, going where you went. Exactly. Because that know? would have been like, there we go, another turn down. Six degrees of separation, I like to say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and you know, it's funny. We, I was talking, you know, when, when customers or prospects, let's say, call and they want to talk about anything I do for a living and, and people, or they email, let's say that. I genuinely always call them back. And then here's what I get. I don't know if you guys get this. I can't believe you called me to inquire. I said, because I want to know you as a person. And I also want you to know me as a person. Because, you know what, if I can't take 20, 15 minutes, because if it, I think it might be a fit, but yes. I want you to know a lot more than X, Y, Z, like I'm some widget. And then generally walks off the phone like, man, nobody spends that kind of time. And I'm like, well, if we're going to start right, we need to start right. Yep. And do you guys agree? One of my things is, is like, I, you know, it can be really easily to be transactional in the mortgage mm -hmm. business, right? Yes. And so, you know, you get so many folks that are so rate conscientious and stuff. And I'm like, I might be the cheapest. I might not be the cheapest. But if I am the cheapest, I don't want you to choose me because, because I'm the, the cheapest. Yeah, exactly. Because it makes me feel cheap. And, and you know? if this is a quarter, you know, percent or something less, I mean, that's really not a reason. It's the relationship. They, yes. Because they trust you. And I'm sure you get, you've had repeat customers that come back to you time all and time of, again. All right? of them are. And it's just, yeah, I'm the yes. mortgage guy. So yeah, again, it's, it, it, my dad called it land yap. Okay. Which was as a Cajun word says, just a little extra. 
Yeah, that's you the know, just value always give a little extra. We we I remember us talking about that too, and it's just so important because you know there's just so many people that just say you know just shoot me an email, just do that, just whatever's the fastest, most efficient. But I don't I think we lose our humanness. Yes, and that's really today's marketing lesson from the show. Beyond the other things is. There's no shortcut to any of this stuff. It's being being who you are. And when you when people see that and see the value you're trying to create for them because you want to, not because you have to, because you want to. Yes. I think people want to be a customer for life or a raving fan, possibly. Yeah. I also think that, you know, we talked about this all the time. There's not enough hours in the day. No. No. You know, and, <laughs> and I know not. T for a matter of fact is right there. It's like because you're always hustling. Yeah. You, know, you know, what's the next thing? And it means there's sleepless nights and there's everything else. But um, but I, you know, T, I, yeah, I think you won on the story. You yeah. are much better to tell the story <laughs> yeah. than I. Yeah. And now I, I haven't recorded, so <laughs> now you can listen to it, be your own judge, and cry. You, you cry. No, I mean it's, that's a fast. I mean, not fast. That's an awesome story. And um, you know, we could we we could all talk forever, and maybe we'll do it again on the uh, uh, in our, our real studio. But hey, you know what? It's just like you said, in Hell's Kitchen. We've 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 ad libbed and uh, uh, make it work today, and. Um, Appreciate uh, you coming on. Now I got one last question. Actually, so Chef T, tell me how much you like onions. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a chef that cooks with onions, and I think every time I tell someone, they're like, "What?" They're like aghast, they're shocked. And I, my stepdad used to cook white rice with lima beans with onions at a 50 to 25 to 25 ratio with 50% being onions and they were cut the size of your thumb. Well, <laughs> it let's, was that. That's what I got for you. So Parkview Soccer, where all my daughters played, what they sell, the biggest thing is onions. So I'm going to get you extra. And it's on me. And look, no, no, listen, I mean, this is a gift. I mean, I'll buy them. You, you just, I just need where to deliver. Got you. Got you. <laughs> Let me know where I can send back that French onion soup. Frozen, of course. I got you. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Well, I'm I'm gonna have to close this down, but uh, you know, Chef T, uh, you know, it's a pleasure for the first time to get to meet you. I appreciate you coming on the show. We'll get it all out in our network and and uh, through all our outlets. Awesome. And I'll close it down. And Art Wood here, uh, uh, Artwood Mortgage is the co-host today. Art Man, I appreciate you as always. Absolutely. Let, real, real quick before we run, where can we find you, T? So Thank if you. you want to find me, uh, there's only one place. Uh, check out my Instagram, and it's Chef T Culinary Concepts. With an S at the end. Chef T, Culinary Concepts. Plain and with, simple. With Send an, me a DM. All right. We'll, we'll follow the stuff. We're going we're gonna to promote it and get the stories out. Thanks for reminding me to do that, Art. And uh, let me close this out, folks. Uh, thanks for tuning in to another Marketing Matters on the End Results Radio Net, Network inside the Perimeter Roofing Studio from the country in the suites by Radisson and Stone Mountain. Please, please stay tuned for all our upcoming shows. Visit endresultswithaz.com for past shows or hit click current show button where you can get these shows 24-7 or anywhere you get your podcast. Until next time, thanks for our guest, Chef T, my co-host, Art Wood. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for listening, everybody. This is Ryan Sauer signing off. This has been another Marketing Matters. And until next time, folks, make your marketing matter. This has been Marketing Matters with Ryan Sowers. For even more advice, visit ryansowers.com. That's R-Y-A-N-S-A-U-E-R-S dot com.